Hello everyone and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. We are continuing our run of episodes all about what young people say they feel after spending some time with the Trust. Two episodes ago we spoke about feeling more accepted, last time we talked about feeling more independent and this time we are talking about feeling more optimistic. What optimism means is different for everyone, as you'll hear, but it's because of optimism that we feel able to take part in things, believe we can do them, and picture a brighter future. This week we talked to Emily, Will and Myla about how coming on trips after their diagnoses had a positive impact on their relationship with optimism. So last week we talked about what it means to feel more independent after spending some time with the Trust, and the week before that we talked about feeling more accepted. This time, what it means to feel more optimistic. I think, again, to set the scene, it'd be useful to contextualise what happens to your feelings of optimism when you're diagnosed and when you're going through treatment. Emily, how has your optimism changed by having had cancer? I would say following treatment, it's it's a different sort of complex. It's kind of like all or nothing now, because, I mean, before treatment, I guess it was like, okay, whatever happens, happens, you know, everything's going to be fine regardless. Um, And following on from treatment, um, few people sort of still experience, obviously, the unknown and like, am I going to relapse or am I going to sort of have to relive those experiences later on in life? And unfortunately, due to my cancer, LCH, um, we all have it, but it's just a case of whether it's stable or not. So kind of like a dormant volcano. So for me personally, it's kind of like, right, if I want to do something, I have to do it now or sort of like in the future rather than wait just in case. I mean, that's a great sort of outlook on life. But I think in terms of optimism, it can only last so long. And then you have to sort of refer back to being optimistic and really just hoping for the best. Um, So I think it varies from day to day. But yeah, it's kind of encourages you to gain experiences, I guess, but obviously it's different for everyone in that respect. So, yeah. <laughs> and, well, what about you? What happened with your optimism? So I um, I always used to be kind of, not uh, naive, but I always used to kind of expect things to go all right, say, with cancers and stuff. It's, you, never, you never get it, do you? It's always someone else. And, but right up until the last moment, I didn't believe anything was really wrong with me. I mean, it didn't help that I was told by um, my GP that I had <laughs> teenager boy syndrome. But um, right up until the last moment, I was just, I was, I was fine. I was thinking I'd be completely fine. And then it kind of, well, it was like a, a punch of the gut, kind of everything fell down around me. But once you, you, you get something like that, it's kind of only up from there. So I kind of, I, th- I think that um, basically after having your, your treatment and stuff, it kind of, it, it takes out of you your optimism and because something that's happened to you that well, doesn't happen to people, it only happens to other people. When that happens to you, you kind of lose faith in, things not happening to you I suppose and you kind of expect the worst I mean I've I've always kind of been a bit like expect the worst and then anything that happens you're never going to be disappointed 
that kind of really, really hit home. Yeah, it kind of really gets rid of your, your optimism, I think. Um, well, I had it really young. I, had it, I was diagnosed when I was four. So it's just like, it was something I had to go through. I didn't really have much say in it. Um, so I don't really remember sort of exact like feelings. I remember just, I think it was just a lot of sort of like scared and like what's going on, confusion. Um, but I felt like, um, like the support I had sort of after I finished treatment and stuff, it just sort of felt like I was still fine. I was still like, as normal as anyone else so I could do anything I wanted um so having like having that support I think really helped my transition into sort of normality <laughs> that kind of brings us on to the next question so you've kind of touched on it there what does it mean to you to have a healthy dose of optimism what does that look like uh, does it help you like personally professionally academically what does it mean to you basically well um well I think kind of a, a healthy dose of optimism, kind of the, the way I see it, um, it's like uh, thinking about the future and smiling, not, not because you want to smile, just because you can't help it. And I guess that when it comes to professionalism, education, all of that, it doesn't really affect them as, as, a, as themselves. It just, um, well, you feel better you want to strive to make your future better because you can see a better future so why not why not try and get there and Emily what about yourself I'd say I completely agree with Will in that respect I think it's that classic sort of knowledge of smile and wave you know and sort of when it comes to professional sort of pursuits or academic pursuits or personal pursuits you kind of just have to sit back but just kind of go with the flow in some respects I mean a healthy dose of optimism is also linked with realism you have to be real with yourself and your present emotions at that present moment in time otherwise it kind of doesn't have the same effect as pure optimism would do if you would really be like yeah you know what this is going to be grand either way um, so I think it's just, it's getting that balance, isn't it, of realism and optimism, but also kind of like trying to join them together. It's different for everyone, especially when it comes to various different types of treatments and different experiences gained from that. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting one to look into, but I think it, it can vary and it's allowed to vary because that's the only way of balance, isn't it? <laughs> Myla, what does a healthy dose of optimism look like to you? For me, sort of like personally, professionally, academically, um, it's really just having like my goal is basically just to have my career as like that's just what I want to do. And that's like my optimism because I worked for that. Um, so I would say, yeah, it's sort of <clears throat> being able to work towards what I wanted and I have. So then that sort of gives me my optimism, my sort of satisfaction in myself. Um, so then that sort of ties in with like personally so then I know like I haven't like I've worked towards what I wanted so then I feel good about myself when I need to like rest or something and then it's basically for me it's like doing what makes you happy it's very cliche but as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else I like <laughs> do what you what makes you feel happy and that's sort of your dose of optimism 
So that's one of the words, optimism, we keep hearing when we talk about what people feel after being with the trust. And can you remember a certain moment in particular, whether it was on a trip or after a trip, where you felt that being with the trust was starting to have a bit of an impact on you too? Um, yeah, I I started going on trust trips when I was eight. So I was quite young. Like It was like the year after I finished treatment. So I think I was really excited to be sort of doing something that probably that would have been unfathomable for me during treatment so I was I was a lot more excited than nervous to be away from home uh yeah like being near water and being on a boat that was so much fun for me um and I remember afterwards just feeling really sort of like obviously being around people who have gone through similar experiences and then going back to sort of school, primary, and um, afterwards, I was like, it was sort of like a new outlook on life almost. Um, just like feeling sort of like, ah, oh, this is sort of what I've been missing out on um, after being in a cubicle for on and off for three years. So yeah, that, that was sort of the optimism for me, sort of seeing what I can do now. I think... Because I think, God, I've been on four trips and I started when I was 17. So as a casual sort of 17-year-old, I think it's just a massive relief. Just even the first trip, I mean, they've all had their own sort of significant leanings in some way and in some relation to autism. But I think for me personally, the first and the last trip were the most significant and the most crucial in relation to optimism. You know, it's from that first experience you realize you're quite literally in the same boat as other people and you know your personal experiences are normal in this sort of circumstance you're no different to anybody else in that respect you just and you can openly talk about that without feeling like oh my god is this too intense for some other people and following on from both of them so each trip to me I've almost reflected on like the lighthouse complex so They've acted like, a, you know, when you see like a ship come into shore and it's completely dark and you're like, oh my God, am I going to make it? It's sort of like that. So for me, every annum sort of coming on with the trips in the summer is like the lighthouse to keep you going. And after each one, that light sort of gets stronger. So in terms of optimism, it gives you more sense of hope that, you know, like the years are going to get better as I grow older, gain more experience in life and meet new people and discuss varying like experiences, it's gonna get better, it's gonna be more profound, it's gonna be more exciting. So, you know, I think each trip it kind of really perks up your level of happiness because you just realize that you're not alone. And that's the beauty of the trips is so many young people struggle with the feeling of loneliness, especially after treatment, so, and in remission. So in terms of optimism, I'd say that is a nutshell of it. <laughs> Well, was there a time when you were thinking to yourself, ah, I'm starting to feel the impact here? So I never really kind of like felt it happening, felt the kind of the changes. But it was just one day, like your average Tuesday kind of thing, just suddenly realised, oh my, like how much I've changed. I, I was never, I, I was always kind of sceptical first time I came on the trip. I, I was um, offered, it was Click Sergeant, um, offered me to go on a trip. And I've, ne I've never really liked being with people. 
that um, I was kind of like, mm, do I go? Do I go? It seems a bit like it's going to be talking to people. I don't like doing that. Oh. And then I was kind of like, oh, I may as well I'll go on the first trip. And if I don't like it, I won't continue. And I mean, well, history kind of, history's taken its course. And I very much, um, I'm, I'm very pleased I went on the trip because they're, they're brilliant. It's definitely, like, it, it's made me feel a lot less isolated. Like, it's all well and good being a tumour boy at school and that. But people can be all empathetic. Sometimes it's not, you don't need people to be like, no, Will, you're so, you're so brave. You want someone to say, "Eh, I did that as well. Kind of, and that's something you get on the trips that you just can't get anywhere else. And talking about um, (laughs) what we uh, describe as um, cancer muggles, (laughs) people who, haven't been through it they just don't understand some things and they'll say things like um oh yeah you're so brave for getting through that and I've never really had anyone agree with me on this statement until the trips but I always used to say well it wasn't my choice I I, I didn't choose to to go through it I kind of did what I had to but I think it's it really improves your outlook on yourself, your treatment, all of that after meeting other people that have been through the same thing. I can only speak personally here, but I find optimism to be quite infectious, just positive feelings in general to be quite infectious. Do you find that when there is that feeling of positivity on a trip or among friends you've made on the trip or among a crew, that it kind of spreads? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's... um, Oh, as I said, I was sceptical of the first one. And for better or for worse, I kind of went in there a bit um, reserved. But the, the first trip is always going to be like the kind of most awkward one. Like everyone's first trip. because it's the, So everyone's all going to kind of be a little bit reserved. But after the first trip, you just, even if you never met someone before, you can be acting like you've been friends for a few years just knowing them for a day is really great atmosphere and happiness. It just it spreads right through like wildfire. Myla, do you think the same thing? Yeah, for sure. Um, the last trip I went on was last year in September and I hadn't been on one for like a few years, like maybe two, three years. Um, so being back, I was sort of, it was a quite a different trip because you're like staying on a ship and I hadn't done that before because it was like an over 18s one. And I was really, I was excited, but I was, yeah, a bit like, well, I was just a bit skeptical because I was like, I've done this for a while. How are people going to, what are people going to be like? And the minute, yeah, the minute I met everyone on the bus ride down there, it was like, we just started chatting and it was like, we knew each other for years. So it was that sudden like relaxation and sort of feeling that's oh, fine it's fine it's just like all the other trips yeah I mean yeah completely like obviously to reiterate what both Myla and Will have said I mean it's it's not just the trips in terms of like that instant connection and that wildfire that's just ignited it's all throughout the rest of the year like you can go months without talking to these people that you've met and so lovingly bonded with 
and yet you can just randomly pop up like in the middle of winter be like hi how are you sort of thing and just continue that conversation as though nothing's been missed um so you know I think in terms of that spreading and that sort of real deep connection it takes a real cool play in sort of just these trips alone because it's the trips just hold so much more significance and they kind of like have on an outlook perspective for instance so like we're with the cancer muggles I think it's completely like even random Instagram pages can be sort of ignite a sort of optimism that you think you know what this is fine like it's a great either way and all round really are there things you can point to in your life and say you've been able to do them or felt more capable of doing them because of having been on trust trips and the experiences you've had with that oh my goodness yeah like things just like applying for a job or applying for uni or feeling not so like what's the word not so like frightened to do things by yourself because you know that behind you you have got that community support whether you're on the boat or not and or whether it's just like over text etc so even if like the basic sort of things and being honest about like our new norms, for instance, that we've picked up following treatment or in remission or just a new sort of style of life and ways and morals, et cetera, that you pick up as well. So I think the trip was impacted everywhere, you know, like in all aspects of life. And I think it would be sort of underrated to say that it only sort of impacted friendship or sort of work or professional life because it really well, they really do sort of impact every single aspect that you can possibly come across as you grow up and experience new things. I think Emily's hit the nail on the head there. For me, I put a fair bit of emphasis on uh, people because, as I've said, I'm, well, I'm not really, well, I never was a people person. But I kind of, from the trips, I've definitely, um, my, my ability to socialise and meet new people I suppose it's just saying much better and I'm, I don't know oh, I suppose it goes straight into confidence doesn't it I've, I'm just more confident around people and I'm able to just kind of fall straight into this um, like two year friendship that hasn't been there with people and it it, it makes things like interviews well, making friends, meeting new people, all of that, even even just like run of the mill stuff at work, it's just so much easier because oh you just just do it, I suppose. And Myla, yourself? Yeah, uh for sure. I as again, like being so young and going on the trip, I was like as a young kid, I was quite a social butterfly anyway. Um, so my mom had to be really careful, especially when I was on treatment for um, that. I wasn't interacting with too many like kids my age. So being and also I was quite um, like a sympathetic person, like I always wanted to make sure everyone else was OK. So then being on a trip where people had had like similar or even the same experiences um, and being able to joke about like the sort of similar things and not like get an awkward silence was like a breath of fresh air. And I mean, even even now, like my last trip in September, um, it's the same, same thing rings true. Uh, and as much as like, 
I might joke about that with my friends back here that are cancer muggles. Um, they still they still don't really get it. They're like, oh, huh, that's, should I be laughing at that? That kind of thing. And they're just sort of things like that sort of make, make it better. It's only a small thing, but it just makes me feel better about myself. And I think also like with confidence, I definitely felt that a lot, like going back to primary afterwards, because I did them like every summer after school and then going back to school after them. Um, yeah, really, I feel like I really felt like accomplished for, I mean, obviously like eight to 10 years old, but just sort of, um, yeah, like a new experience. And I felt sort of confident to go into a new year at primary. So, yeah. <laughs> A nice way to round up might be to ask, when you look back over time to when you were younger compared to now, do you feel like your overall sense of optimism has just improved as you've sort of grown up? Yeah, for sure. Especially after a pandemic <laughs> and all that. I've gone through cancer, gone through a pandemic. I can go through anything. That's kind of the thing. <laughs> what can't you do? Yeah, exactly. Emily. Um, I don't think I can really answer this because I don't have much memory of my childhood or what it was. So I kind of just rely on relatives telling me memories. But ultimately, that's their outlook and perspective, not mine. So I guess I'm just kind of going to bounce off Milo on this one and basically say, look, we've been through pandemic, been through chemo. It's fine. We can do it, you know, bring it on, et cetera, et cetera. And well. Yeah, I kind of have the same thing as Emily. I don't really remember things. But one thing I, I, I do kind of do is, well, I say the same thing. Yeah, I, I had a brain tumour. I've, I've been through worse. It's fine. Yeah, it just gets you through it, you know. That's it for this week. Thank you so much to Emily, Will and Myla and you two for listening in. Just before we go, I just wanted to give a shout out to the players of People's Postcode Lottery. They have been great friends of the Trust for years now, and their continued support helps inspire young people like Emily, Will and Myla to believe in a brighter future by helping us put on sailing and adventure trips that make these differences we've been talking about. So I wanted to give a big thank you to them. And that's it for this week. Until next time, take care.